Welcome to episode number 161 of Take Him With You for March 4th, 2012. Today on the program, we're going to be talking on our new series called Sunday Cool, and you're going to like it, aren't they, dear? You betcha. So stick around. We'll be talking about what happens when you get falsely accused. Everybody, welcome to Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy, and Hoshi's with me too. Hoshi is our cat. Mm-hmm. Is that her purring? Yes, she is. She decided to get up on me right when we were starting our podcast. <laughs> they do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Animals are hilarious. Yes, they are. Well, what a great, uh, crazy week it has been. We've got all sorts of things to talk about uh, this week, mm-hmm. and especially our our topic of the day. We asked a great question on Facebook and got a lot of great responses. And we're going to talk today about what it's like to be falsely accused of something in public. And what do you do when that happens? And we're going to be out of the uh, story of Joseph in the Bible that we've been talking about. So it ought to be an interesting uh, uh, little topic here. And uh, we'll see kind of why Joseph did okay, even though some bad stuff happened to him. Mm-hmm. So it should be very interesting, I think. Yeah. Should be very good. That's, I, I see, I never know what you're thinking about this time. I'm waiting for you to talk and you don't. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what to say. That's probably why, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be right back after this and we'll jump right into what's going on at our house. I think if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it... Um, Star Wars, A New Hope, was supposed to be able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a conclusion. That's why we you know, chose... It's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like, oh, I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started. <laughs> it's not stupid. I know, I know. Of course it's not stupid. I love it. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The Anomaly ladies are always fun to listen to. They have a brand new episode out of their podcast. Ooh, I need to get it on my my phone so i yeah. can listen to it at work you know what's cool about it it's what? it's not just audio it's video as well oh that that's hard for me to do while i'm working but well, you can listen to it you don't have yeah. to watch i mean they just put footage of a, a recent convention that they went to it was really mm-hmm. cool that'd be fun to see though we, we've never gone to any of those kind of those kind you know like I think it was a Renaissance fair, wasn't it? A no, no, this, no. This is a new one. This, oh, they, a different one. Yeah, they went okay. to a steampunk convention. Okay. So this ought to be really interesting. To yeah. uh, I already watched it. It was really good. Ah. Uh, and fun. I listened because I like listening to them. Mm-hmm. They're fun. So uh, head on over to Anomaly Podcast. 
we dot have, com. We have a lot of geeky friends that have gotten to go to Star Trek conventions yeah. and and um, Dragon Cons and Comic Cons. We've never gone to any of those no, things. No, not yet. We, we will someday. Well, maybe. Listen, <laughs> be real quiet. Listen. You hear the cat in the background? We have one cat that is totally obsessed with weird things. And right now he's playing with a butter packet from KFC. Yes. Batting it all around. I'm just hoping he doesn't get butter all over. Well. Or they a fake buttery spread. Yeah. Actually, I should say. I'm really not sure what he's going to do, but he's hilarious. He makes, So if you hear the noise in the background, he's not hurting. He's actually having a great time. Yeah, he's playing. He gets noisy when he plays. <laughs> He's so weird. Okay. And well, then the mama kitty is on me. Yeah. Well, right. speaking of videos, by the mm-hmm. way, um, okay. our good friends Alan Joyce at Tales from the Mouse House mm-hmm. have just put out a brand, as we are recording, it just came out. Oh, fun. A brand new video. I'm not even sure what it's all about yet because I haven't seen it yet. So mm. uh, hold on. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. So head on over there and uh, take a look at their video. They they last time they did a video, it was really cool. They they showed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and then narrated it. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, we found out this morning we have some friends that are at Disneyland. Went uh, our friend Kenny and our friends um, Stephanie and Johan. Uh huh. They were down at Disneyland today and it was closed for a while. Yeah, because they had some kind of scare there. Some security thing happened. Hmm. I've never heard of that happening at Disneyland. Well, you know, better safe than sorry. If they, it was, they opened it again. Yeah. So it's open now. It's good to check out any threats that could happen. And sure. Yeah, make sure everything's safe. It still needs to be the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Until you buy a snack. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> the most expensive place on earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if you listen to Tales from the Mouse House, you find out where the best deals are. Yeah. Which is really cool when they do their reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make us want to, or already has made us want to go to Disneyland, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You listened to another one of their podcasts just, was it this morning or yesterday morning? I heard you listening to the Fast Forward podcast. Oh, yeah. I listen mm-hmm. to that podcast all the time because I like that program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, not Fast Forward. Well, it's called Fast. It's called the Amazing Race Fast Forward podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the Amazing Race and Alan Joyce do a commentary on it and then take comments from everybody and it's, and they do that every week while the amazing race is going on. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So, 
what happened at our house this week so we can briefly go over that and then jump into our topic today because I have a feeling it's going to be very, mm-hmm. in, very interesting. Well, I felt like I lived in my car this week because on top of driving, I, I work in three different counties. and I work in Pacific, Grace Harbor, and... Thurston? Thurston counties. Are you I, thirsty when you go to Thurston I County? Had, I have worked in Lewis County also. So anyway, I have worked in four counties this last year or so. Um, so I do a lot of driving for work. Yeah, you do. And then Catherine has been working in the evening, so... Um, one of us has to take her to work. One of us have been, yeah, and a lot Unless of Unless you're home and then she can take the car. Yeah, like tonight um, she just has the car, which is a real blessing, but... I, that doesn't always work when I'm working. Our schedules don't always. So anyway, we've been doing a lot of driving this last week. But yeah. we're thankful and, and sure, our car is yeah. running. We're thankful even though the gas prices are stupid. Yeah, gas is a little high. Stupid. You know, and as we're saying this, I need to apologize to S-T-U-P-H-I-D, our, stupid. I need to apologize to our European friends because their know, gas prices are always really high. I know. So, I mean, so even higher than where we are right now. But So, we're stupid. But I, I think sometimes, though, a lot of places in Europe have really good public transportation. Mm-hmm. Where where we are on the west coast of yeah, the United States. Pretty good States, public transportation, kind of. Well, where, we're, where we live. We live in between of two towns. And we live in between our two towns? Between two towns. We live in a tuna town where all the tunas live. No. We live 10 minutes either direction in between two different towns. Right. Small towns, but towns. Yep. And because of that, there is a bus service that runs between the two towns, but it only comes out in our neighborhood about three times a day. It's true. So it's not very convenient to, to, you know, it doesn't, (coughs) it runs many hours apart. So it's, it's not always around the time that you need to be somewhere. Right. So, um, so we have to do a lot of driving and, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, just the way things work here on the West coast. There's a lot of long commutes that people make for work and it's just the way it is. Whereas if you live part of living here, uh, you know, a lot of places in Europe, they have lots of uh, buses and trains. Well, especially and, now that the economy is, I know that a lot of people say that stock market is awesome and economy is great, but quite honestly, we don't know a whole lot of people that are having an easy time at it. So mm-hmm. if you get work, you take it, even if it's an hour away. Yeah. And I, you know, some people are just used to that. Mm-hmm. But around here, usually, you know, we used to have it was a booming place at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, you just were a couple minutes away from work, and you made lots of money, and you were all happy, and that is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really far from work. <laughs> yeah, you have to walk about thirty seconds. Yeah, you have to walk from the bedroom to the studio. I had a day. really busy week, even though I had no business at all. <laughs> well, you had lots of auditions, so hopefully some business no. will come out of. Well, that. yeah, but I did some research and found that that is not the most necessarily the easy, best way to be making the money. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did this week, I could tell everybody, and they can go mm-hmm. look at it if they want, is uh, I put together a my resume, mm-hmm. um, not not a resume of all the jobs that I've done or been involved in all the things, but this is my voiceover and music resume. Some samples of what you've done. Right. Well, no, I made the paper one first mm-hmm. and then put a picture on it and all this jazz and a cover letter and everything. And uh, I have a friend named Marco 
who mm-hmm. uh, lives in South Carolina. He's a good friend of mine, and we talk all the time. He's been a friend of the podcast for many years, and and our friend as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he suggested a while back that I submit some of my voice work to a talent agency or a talent agent because uh, he had heard that that was um, a better way to do things than trying to all drum up the business all the time by myself. Yeah. And I, you know, I, at the time he said it, I was doing pretty well on Elance, which mm-hmm. is a website that I work uh, finding jobs for doing voiceovers and stuff. And But then business took really a dive here the last couple months and it really went down. And a lot of people are undercutting. There's not as much work, so on and so forth. So I joined up on not only Elance.com, but I also joined a thing called Voices.com and have been getting tons of auditions, but no work. I only got one job out of over 100 auditions, and that's not normal. Yeah. For me, at least. It, I mean, usually I'll do a, a, you know, a few auditions and I'll get one. A few auditions and I'll get one. Mm-hmm. And in that, lately it's been just like pulling teeth. It's been very, very difficult. So I took Marco's advice again and I, I got a hold of him and said, now, where was that place you told me about? So he told me about it and I, I went ahead and got the paper thing done. But while I was doing that, I was talking to my friend um, Al, who does the Tales from the Mouse House, and he said, you should do a website um, that that does this as well and i thought what a great idea because i know my friend rico has done those kind of things too that's how he got the job that he's at now Mm -hmm. because he did a resume online and i thought that's a great idea al and so what i did is i did a brand new resume site that has not only what i'm good at but examples of, of videos and audio and music and all the different things that i've been doing the last few years mm-hmm and it shows off kind of my talents and then gives my work history and, um, you know, comments from the clients and all that jazz. And that's for everybody to see. So I integrated that into my paper resume mm-hmm. so that if they are really interested at all in listening to my stuff, they can listen to the CD I put in with there or they can uh, click on or they can get on their computer and type in. Ready? Here goes. Mm-hmm. MoyerMultimedia.com forward slash Rick Moyer resume. Mm-hmm. Rick Moyer resume is all one word. And so it's moyermultimedia.com forward slash Rick Moyer resume. If you do that, you can see all sorts of cool stuff. Listen to some fun music and some voiceovers and commercials. And you can listen to some of, some of my uh, audiobook readings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just lots of really cool stuff on there. And did you enjoy the site? Yeah, I thought it was well put together. You did a good job. Well, I'm hoping that uh, folks that I've sent my resume to will take a look at it. So this week, I actually submitted to five different places. That um, two of them... Five five different talent agencies. Yeah, three of them had me do it paper-wise because they Mm -hmm. don't take electronic submission. Uh And then two of them wanted it on electronic submission. So I did... Two electronic ones and three um, physical ones, mm-hmm. and so that was really a, quite a bit of work. I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, but hopefully, what that will do is give me maybe two or three places. You know, I'm going to keep doing this, but uh, maybe two or three places that represent me as far as finding work in the voiceover industry, and hopefully, that will bring me well, some more consistent work. When one of the places 
asked if you lived in the New York area because they could use you right away. I'm going, yeah. well, not exactly. Nah, I told them we live probably as far from New York as we possibly can get uh, in the United yeah, States. Yeah, unless we were in Alaska or Hawaii. We're, yeah. we're pretty close to the other ocean. What I, You know what I think is funny is our, our good friend Sue that lives in New York. Mm-hmm. <coughs> she lives in in Aberdeen, I believe. Well, New Aberdeen, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And we live in Aberdeen, Washington. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of that? Yeah. Well, there's, I think, Aberdeen, Ireland or something, too, or Scotland. Scotland there. Yeah. Aberdeen. I think it's, isn't it from where Scotty is from? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> okay. Fine, fine, lass. Yeah, so that's what's been going on at our house. Yeah, I've been busy, busy, busy. And so, and of course, on top of that, I did a bunch of auditions this week and uh, was and when very When we're busy done with that. our podcast, we get to f- figure out um, how to get all of our tax information together. Yeah, that's today. <laughs> that's yeah, our, we go our big meet. project this We evening. actually have had our taxes done now every year for the last eight years or more. No more than that. Has it been that long? Yeah, it has. Yeah. We, we have them done by a friend of Amy's who is an yeah. accountant. A, a guy I went to high school with, um, really nice man. I, you know, I was he was like a grade or two below me in school. So in my head, he's just, you know. This little guy. Is, a, a kid yeah. from high school. But, you but know, now he's we're not grown up and he's our, he's our accountant <laughs> tax our, guy. We're both in our 40s. So I guess we're not kids anymore. So but. what we do is we take our business books to him along yeah, with he's a any really income nice that guy. we've had. And he figures it all out and puts spits it out on the computer and and um, he does a great job yeah, for us. It's it's a bit complicated with both it of us now. running businesses and yeah. It's not that we make a lot of money, but it it's it's just kind of confusing how everything works. So. Yeah, it is. So it's worth it to pay a professional a little bit. To, well, it to is figure it out. I don't really. It really, it's worth paying them a lot because yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it myself. I'm just not good with numbers it, like that. Well, and it's so confusing. It is, and I I don't want to check. I'm 65 and blind again. Again, because <laughs> we got we had to pay. To, you think that she still laughs? You still laugh at me. Oh, well, you know you can laugh or you can cry. <laughs> it's more pleasant. We, we to got laugh. penalties and interest, and had to pay the IRS back because I checked. I was 65 the wrong and blind. Box. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know why I did that either. <laughs> This is why we have an accountant help us. It is actually. She looked at me and said, "Don't do these again." And I went, "Okay." And so from then on, we did it with an accountant. <laughs> I don't see why you think it's funny. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing them, so I'm not. I can't say anything really. Yeah. We just we just have a little pamphlet kind of, well a big pamphlet that the accountant gives us and we try to find the information. Oh, it's way he more wants. than it's, it's way it's, more involved than that. It's quite confusing, but yeah. At least we'll get him all the stuff he needs and we'll see how we do. Yeah. Now everybody pray for us that we get a return because we need it. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> Amen. All right, enough of that. Let's get a, let's go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have some really cool stuff coming up here that we want to talk about and we're going to be in Genesis chapter 39 of the Bible. It's mm-hmm. a um a really cool, well, I don't know about cool, but it's a really interesting story. We've been following the life of Joseph from the Old Testament. And how mm-hmm. does the Bible relate to us nowadays? What's the practical uses of a Bible? Because you can read all these different stories and you know, you learned in Sunday school and they can they don't really mean a whole lot to us. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does Joseph's life affect us? And what we found already 
just in the last two weeks is that what he went through is totally relevant to what we go through. We go through similar things. It might not be the exact same circumstance, but I think all of us at some time have have dealt with favoritism, right. have well, dealt yeah. with betrayal, right. have dealt with... Um, and that's the first thing we yeah. talked about was dreaming and who do you share your dreams with and some, you know, arrogance and sometimes being naive can get you in trouble. Dealing and, with blended families and then we talked and about favoritism. What and, happens when bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And how sometimes things that are we're out of control or are are not in our control happen to us. How do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. This week we're going to talk about um, an interesting story where Joseph gets accused of something he didn't do, mm-hmm. um, even though he's been sold into slavery. He's already had one hit. Yeah, actually two. One he got beat up by his brothers and left for dead. Two he got sold into slavery, and now mm-hmm. within a few years he's going to have a situation on his hands that's. That seems pretty bad. Yeah. And so we're going to read about that when we come back, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys that. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, hi there. Rick Moyer here to let you know about an exciting new project that I'm working on called Stargazer 2. You heard Stargazer 1 and enjoyed that, and now some brand new singles are out on iTunes, CD Baby, Rhapsody, Amazon, and more. Building on the relaxing type of stuff that I did in Stargazer 1, I'm using now the iPad, some different programs like GarageBand and uh, Moog, and also um, some really fun things in a program called Thumb Jam. So it's a lot of fun. I'm putting out some some really neat stuff that I think you'll really, really enjoy. And right now you can get the singles um, on iTunes called So Many Moons. That's what you're listening to now. You also can get Just Past Pluto. Sounds a little bit like this. I did a vocal project that I released on iTunes recently, just one single called Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. You probably heard it on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, but this is a revamped version with brand new instrumentation and some really cool vocals. And uh, here's a little sample of Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger, cowboy like your Brenner. There you go, some brand new material out of the Moyer Multimedia LLC production studio. 99 cents a track on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, and all the different outlets of uh, music and stuff like that. And, you know, hey, three bucks and you have some brand new Moyer music. Why not? Thanks so much for listening to my stuff. I really appreciate every single person that downloads and enjoys my music. Have a great day and God bless.
Have you ever felt like that where maybe you got uh, accused wrong or somebody said something bad about you and you want to get back at me? Have you ever had that happen? Um, generally, I'm my personality isn't isn't someone that likes to get back at people. I just feel terribly hurt and crushed and devastated and it want to crawl in a ball and cry when people so you're not, hurt you're not me. like you're not like Pat Benatar who stands up and says, Go ahead, hit me with your best shot. No. Fire away. <laughs> no. I do like Pat Benatar's voice though. You'd she, have to be she's a pretty strong You'd have to be flamey singer. Amy in order to be Pat Benatar. Yeah, flamey Amy doesn't show up too much though. No, but when you do Well don't mess with the aim wall. I've heard before that people with kind of a merciful attitude or demeanor, um, <laughs> it you you can get in trouble with us if you hurt somebody we love or care about. So sometimes if I feel like something's really wrong, I can get upset about it. But usually, yeah, you can. Usually, though, I can. I don't get upset very easily, very often. My gosh, what is in our garbage? I looked down at our garbage can to see this big nest of something. What oh, is that? Well, I asked Catherine to vacuum, and instead of putting the dog hair from the vacuum, I could have sworn thing, a bird built a nest in my yeah, garbage can. It's because our dog that's, is starting to shed. That's from our vacuum. Yes, probably from just one day. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Wait, D- distracted dog, there. Didn't mean to our get dog sheds. And so we have to vacuum a lot. Um, Most dogs do. So, boy, we are just really getting off on that. That was a, a, not do a rabbit trail. That was a dog really, trail. Do you really think that I, I get angry very often? No. I don't think I'm a generally No, I, I tell people person. that World War Three could be going off in our house, and you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even realize it. I don't get angry very often. Me, on the other hand, I'm pulling my hair going... Either that or I'm making the noise. That You're usually making the noises driving the rest of us crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you you are much more mellow than I. Generally. Yeah, yeah. generally. But, but I would say that you can store things up and then if it gets if it's really, really clear to you that something is wrong, you do tend to, to be say something about it. Yeah. But... Most of the time, I would say that you are more compassionate than I, and you overlook people's faults, even people that don't deserve to have them overlooked. Yeah, you do that. I'm I'm just more laid back. You're nicer than I am. I'm like I give grace because I want people to give grace to me when yeah. I mess up. An award up. <laughs> for Amy Moyer, nicest person in the world. No, one of the nicest people in the world. Yeah. You are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I married you, and I still think that. Okay. <laughs> I've lived with you for twenty, almost twenty-six years. So did you marry me because you thought I was nice? Hubba hubba! Yeah, <laughs> of course I did. Oh, you, where did you, you go? From? You were nice. Oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on. So <laughs> you're turning red. Why? Are you, that's a really rare. Usually, I'm the one turning red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we are definitely need to start our, our series here. 
we are on the third part of our series called Sunday Cool, and mm-hmm. we're talking about stories that we may have learned in Sunday school yeah. <coughs> that are now Sunday Cool because mm-hmm. we found we find out why those stories are there and how they relate to us in our practical, everyday, modern life. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the story of Joseph yet again. Now, let me tell you what happened so far. He's been thrown in a pit mm-hmm. by his brothers, betrayed by them. They've lied to their father and said that he got killed by a wild animal. Mm-hmm. And they sold him to some slave traders that were coming by where they were. And the slave traders took him into Egypt, along with other people, I'm sure. And they sold him to a guy named Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard for the pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're picking up. Yeah. So like chief of police today for, well, or maybe. The sheriff or maybe well, the for the army pharaoh commander. Would be, yeah. Army maybe, commander. Like yeah, a general. Probably like the general of the Pentagon or de- defense. What do you do with a general? Chief of defense or something. Yeah. At the Pentagon. Chief of what? Yeah, whatever the... I thought you said the chief the of Depends. No, like, what? who wants to be the chief of Depends? The head, like the head of the Pentagon. Potiphar uh, would be like the head of the Pentagon today. Or okay, the got army it. Or something. Got it. Yeah. <coughs> okay, okay, so here we are in Genesis chapter 39. For those of you who care about what translation I'm reading from, it's the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Or NLT for short. Okay. So here we go. Says in verse one, uh, and by the way, we've skipped chapter thirty-eight, okay, because it doesn't talk about Joseph. All right. So we wanted to pick up when it talked about Joseph again. Okay. So we fast-forwarded one whole chapter. All right. I'm not sure chronologically if that's how it works or not, but here we are. Chapter thirty-nine, verse one. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded him in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant, He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned, With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Wow, he he had it pretty good, didn't he? Well, the reason he had it good is because he was being blessed by God. Mm -hmm. So Joseph obviously was a guy of good character and integrity. Mm -hmm. And then God began to bless him. I asked that thing the other day from people, how do you know if you're blessed by God or not? And some people answered this and some people answered that. But it was really interesting to see, in this case, everything that Joseph put his hand to succeeded. Mm -hmm. So this is an interesting thing. God is with him. Even though he's gone through some really rough stuff, 
God is still with him. Yeah. And I would imagine that Joseph didn't realize that until he got into that situation with with, Pot, with Potiphar. And now he's probably going, oh, wow, I'm being really being blessed because everything's working good. Mm-hmm. So now let's see what happens because, you know, seasons come and seasons go. Well, and I, I think there's something before we go on to the next part. Sure. Is obviously Joseph <coughs> wasn't just, I mean, it said that God blessed Potiphar's house because Joseph was there. But it seems to me that there's some character traits here that Joseph has of faithfulness and maybe some <coughs> good skills, organizing yeah. and being a good steward. Well, you know, the other thing... Being that wise with the resources and... When I was listening to you talk there for a moment, I thought one of the things that we probably should mention is if you work at a place... Because nowadays we're not slaves. We just work for people mm-hmm. or we work for ourselves or whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it does show an inst- interesting principle here that by your doing what God wants you to do in the workplace, mm-hmm. it blesses the company or the people that you work with, mm-hmm. even if they don't deserve it. Because Potiphar was not a man that loved God. Yeah. You know, we had an instance that I recall that a few years ago you were working at a um, computer store. A few years ago? Uh, Uh, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah, about 14 years ago. You were working at a computer store, and a former boss of mine came in and was talking to you. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned casually that when I was working there, and there were several other Christian people that were working for him at the same time. He said, you know, that was the best staff I ever had. And and I think part of it was every day, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one that did this, but every day when I walked to work, because it was about a mile walk from our house. We only had one car at the time. And you had to be to work at 530 in the morning. So yeah. I walked to work about 930. And... When I walked, I, every day I would pray that God would bless this business I worked at and that the owner would realize that it was God doing it. Every morning I prayed that prayer for like the three years I worked there. Mm-hmm. And um, and years later, you know, hopefully he put two and two together that the reason why his business was going so well then was because he had people working for him that loved God and that they worked with integrity and faithfulness and they worked hard even if he wasn't there. You know, they were honest. They weren't stealing from him. You know, they had they had a good work ethic and um, were kind to him and kind to each other and mm-hmm. to the customers and, you know... I I just wanted to point out that, you know, sometimes you can do the right things and and still have bad things happen. We talked about that last week. Yeah. But there are other times that there's um, some, maybe our Buddhist friends or Hindu friends would call it karma, and the Bible calls it what you sow, you will reap. But that sometimes when you when you sow 
blessing people or being kind to people, you get it back. You get it back. And you so hard work and, and there'll be a profit to that. Well, you know, I, I remember working for an organization that was uh, really challenging. I was working with homeless people. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my responsibilities was to work in the printing room. Mm-hmm. And we put out 6,000 pieces of mail every month. And I used the homeless guys to help me send them the, the mailings out and, mm-hmm. and address things. And we'd have a party every every couple of weeks and address, we'd put address labels on it, 3,000 address labels at a party. you know. And, and I'd feed them food and talk to them and we'd laugh and joke and have a great time. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget being involved in that uh, particular uh, workplace and realizing pretty much right off the bat that you know, my attitude really, even though I didn't, well, let's just put it this way. I wasn't very happy there. Yeah. I liked the work, kind of. Well, I mean, I like working with the, with the the homeless guys, but I didn't like working in the mail room all by myself. I didn't like well, that at all. And, and you have to explain the atmosphere. This was a, a upstairs room that had no windows, right. no ventilation. Right. It was just a noisy, dark gloomy room that you had to print all this stuff out Days on, on this old machinery. Yeah. And it, 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 it just wasn't, wasn't the, the greatest job yeah. in the world. But here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a really rough attitude about the whole thing. And, and I remember talking to my pastor at the time, and he gave me some great advice. He said this. He said, you know, Rick, you have a job. Uh-huh. It may not be the best job in the whole wide world, but you have to decide... Is there anything ethically going on here that you can't handle? Mm-hmm. And if you can't handle it, then you need to either learn to live with it mm-hmm. or find another job. Yeah. And here I was feeling trapped and I was feeling like it was the only place that I could be. Mm-hmm. And even to a point, I was thinking that God had led me to that place. Mm-hmm. But when the when that pastor told me that, it kind of opened up a door and freed me to think, wait a minute, wait a second. I don't have I can't I don't have to be trapped. There's mm-hmm. we don't have to live certain ways. There, I mean so anyway, my attitude got better and mm-hmm. I just started working as as if I was working for God. Mm-hmm. And things cleared up a little bit, but then as time went on, it just I found some other things that I just didn't feel right about. Mm-hmm. And guess what I did? Found another job. I, I went and told the, the folks a little bit about why what my concerns were, and I already had a new job lined up, and I gracefully gave them my two weeks, and I left. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Because my attitude changed, and I got to meet new people. And But here's the deal. See, it, really, our situations, a lot of times we can complain about the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. Our boss is this way. Our boss is that way. Trust me, I've been in these situations. You can either do that or you can do something about it or you can you can pick up and say, you know what, I'm going somewhere where I can really prosper and be everything I want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a, an important thing, to have faith in God enough to know that we're not to be in a situation where we're being abused and hurt and that is not where God wants us. Mm-hmm. He wants us in a place where we can do the most uh, the most good. And we need to listen to him. And so this is an interesting thing. Here is Joseph mm-hmm. in a place where everything he puts his hand to, he prospers in. And he's mm-hmm. noticed by his boss mm-hmm. as this going on. And so the boss puts him in charge of everything except for the food he eats. Mm-hmm. 
that's pretty good promotion. I mean, you want to be promoted at work? Work unto the Lord. Yep. You know, God's always watching. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't just, you know, don't just work hard when the boss is watching and then goof off when he's not. Mm-hmm. I but, learned that from one of my, bo- when I worked at JCPenney, uh-huh. my boss, Mike Hampton, great mm-hmm. guy, uh, Christian guy, um, said to me, he took me aside and said, now, here's the deal. When I'm not around, I want you to work harder than if I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at him like, huh? But you know, that was a good thing that he taught me. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if he was supervising us or not. I worked hard. Yeah. If I had time to lean, you I had time, time to, to clean. clean. And our daughter just started her first real job. And yeah. I told her, I said, you know, when I was when I was young and I was working in florist shops and restaurants and things. Um, that was one of the first things that I learned that if you have, if it, if you don't have a customer that you're waiting on right now, clean something up. You can organize Wash something. Wash You can stock something. You can clean something. Clean a counter. Find something. Vacuum to a rug. Do. You're getting paid to be <coughs> being productive. That's not, right. Not just leaning around, goofing off. And these are good things. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I say, a lot of times people can complain about where they work or, you know, the situation they're in. And, and it is, I understand, there's some difficult situations. But we do have a choice of whether we work there or not. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's kind of nice. Joseph didn't have a choice. He, he was nope, sold he into was slavery. But uh, we do have a choice, especially with our attitude. Mm-hmm. And many times we put ourselves in prison. We mm-hmm. put ourselves in bondage because... Of our attitude, and it just it, it seeps into everything, and that's the that's the really the hard part is trying to get out of that, mm-hmm. so that we don't stay in that depressive oppressive state. Well, and there's I was thinking there's a good kind of pride. We we've been watching that undercover boss mm-hmm. show, and we just the last episode they were talking about this fried chicken restaurant thing, Popeyes, Popeyes chicken, and. The undercover boss that came in, you know, there's a few people that really took a, a pride, a good kind of pride, where where people took ownership of their job, whether it was being the janitor yeah. of the place, and they, or the you know, cook, or the cook, or the the hostess, mm-hmm. that they really wanted to do their job well, and it made the boss so happy. It really did. That that they took ownership and they cared about the place and the business and their customers and and they they got promotions or they got gifts, mm-hmm. you know, because she was like and they didn't know she was a a, a boss. She was an undercover boss. Mm-hmm. But they she saw their good efforts and and um was very happy with that. that yeah. Okay, let's get on now. We gotta okay. go. Okay, so here, here we come. We're now in verse, uh, the latter part of verse six. Mm-hmm. So it says Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. <laughs> All that hard work gave him some muscles. I guess so. And Potiphar's wife, uh oh, soon began to look at him lustfully. Uh oh. Here's what she said. She, she demanded this: "Come and sleep with me." I bet she she didn't want to sleep with him. <laughs> the, the, the Bible doesn't have anything um, on the daytime soap operas here. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> We're making light of it, but it wasn't very good. I'm sure he was petrified. Oh, no. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> but Joseph refused. Mm-hmm. Good look, boy. Look, he told her. 
My master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He's held back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. Joseph now, is, he actually confronts her and says to her, I, I have all this authority, but I'm not going to do this with you because I respect my boss and I respect my God. Mm-hmm. So, no way, Jose. Mm-hmm. Well... She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out of her way as much as possible. And we've learned this. If you got somebody that really bugs you, try to avoid them. (laughs) Get away from them. As long as you don't have to be around in the same room. He took the scripture, flee from temptation. He did, obviously, you know, and and he must have read all those books on sociopaths and, and, uh, and narcissistic people and how you just need to avoid them. Yeah. Okay, maybe he just had wisdom from God. What do you think? Well, the Bible says flee from evil. Right. Yeah. So here's what happens. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. Uh Uh-oh. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. And, you know, this is really an interesting thing. I'm going to pause there for a moment because one of the things that we've set up in our marriage is that we don't ride in a car with a person of the opposite sex mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And and people give us a hassle all the time about it. They think that that's over, that's, that is, you know, not practical. They think it's this, that, you know. Mm-hmm. But this very thing... First off, realize this happened when he was alone. Mm-hmm. And in nowadays, it's really important that we be very careful, uh, especially with our integrity, because in the in the day and age we live in, so many people do stuff that isn't cool. It's a, it's a he said, she said thing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. She caught him when he was alone. She tried to get him to, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and he he did not. But she had a hold of his clothes. Now, who knows if he ran out naked or not? We're not sure. All we know is that she he tore his cloak and she had it in his in mm-hmm. her hand. This is not a good thing. It's like grabbing his hoodie and holding on to it. He okay. runs out. Okay. <laughs> She's got his hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, or sweatshirt, whatever you call it. (laughs) When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. Oh, no, this isn't good. She's not a nice lady. No, she didn't get what she wanted. And you know what? There's people like that in this world. Yeah. That they will do everything they can. She just falsely accused him. Mm -hmm. And she kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Mm -hmm. Then she told him her story. 
that Hebrew slave you've brought into our house, tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. Oh man, you can imagine what's going to happen now. Potiphar was furious when he heard this, his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. Uh Uh-oh. So Mm -hmm. Potiphar didn't believe. Well, it doesn't say that Joseph even told him his story. No. Sounds like he just went with what his wife said, Mm -hmm. and that was that. And here went the guy that was in charge of his household and everything over it went from being on top of the world to being... On the bottom again. Very bottom in prison. Yeah. So now for a moment there, how many of us have ever experienced something kind of like this where maybe somebody says something about us and we go from being pretty much on top of the world and everything kind of going okay to... Pretty much devastated and hurt. Happens quite a bit. It does. I remember the first time something major like that happened to us, and and um, actually there was a few times, but but in the uh, well, the first time it got resolved very quickly. The second time it didn't as much. But I remember the first time we we were in a situation where we uh, were in ministry with some folks, and one of the gentlemen—well, I wouldn't call him a gentleman—but one of the guys that we uh, were associated with had done some pretty bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we had to call the organization that he came from that sent him up this way Mm -hmm. or, you know, he was affiliated with to tell them what had happened. And they, of course, did an investigation. And when they talked to this guy, he turned it all the way around and put it on me. Mm Do you remember that? Yeah, and and some, but then when then but then they asked around and found out okay, that he was lying. We were vindicated, mm-hmm. but during the time when they said when the when the guy said to me, you know that he's saying you did this this and this, I was like, are you kidding? I never did that, and then I realized, oh my gosh, it was like somebody punched me in the gut, mm-hmm. and 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 when somebody says something about you or about me mm-hmm. that isn't correct. In in with intent to harm, oh yeah. my gosh! Now we understand a little bit of what Jesus must have felt like when they accused him of all these, you know, the trumped up charges and everything that got him mm-hmm. on the cross. Yeah, you can imagine what he felt like when he didn't defend himself. I mean, I defended myself, but he didn't. He never said anything. He just he just mm-hmm. kept on going with what he because he knew it had to happen. Oh, it's hard for me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time we were vindicated quickly. The second time that it happened to us, it was um, it was hard. We were selling a house, mm-hmm. and the real estate, or not real estate broker, but a um, guy got a hold of us and wanted to buy the house. Anyway, long story short, he made up all this different stuff about how we were ripping people off, and I mean, we and we don't know to this day why. No, except for years later, we found out he did that to many, to people. many, many different people. So yeah. it was kind of a scheme thing he was running. Yeah, and and, and here and we, we were, we, we were had, naive. It was the first we were, time we ever sold a house. Yeah. And, and but we got accused of being, you know, really bad people. And I remember going through a whole thing of tums in a, you know, in a week, a big bottle of them mm-hmm. because my stomach was so upset that people would think that about. And then, um, you know, as time went on. 
we've we've experienced that a few times and then um probably the hardest one was more recent and and that still isn't really resolved but it's it's so interesting that this happens in our lives mm-hmm. where people will seriously they'll come it's a, kind of like a battle or a war against against us mm-hmm. and to ruin our reputation or to hurt us and sometimes we deserve what gets said about us and other times we don't yeah. and in this case Joseph didn't deserve what was done to him now if anything he was doing right because you know he was choosing to honor his boss's marriage and do the right thing so so it, it really is true sometimes yeah. you can do the right thing and yet suffer consequences and live in somebody else's pain. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, that's probably what I have the most rough time with: is saying, "Wow, this isn't fair." And what do I always say? Life isn't, isn't fair, honey. Fair. Life isn't fair. You know, sometimes, sometimes there will be good things come out for for doing the right thing and working hard, and then there are other times like this. When you're working in a situation where there's someone that's just evil, I don't know how else to say it, mm-hmm. you know, and someone that's just out to to get what they want at all costs, and and it they don't care if they hurt you or not, right? And and that's what happened with Joseph. Someone was just very self centered and and um, vindictive wicked. and wicked evil. and yeah. evil, and and you Trumped know, up the charges on him. The, yeah, that Fa- was fascinating good. to me though. We've read the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. If this didn't happen to Joseph, if mm-hmm. this very thing, ha- if he hadn't been accused, yeah, if he hadn't gone to the jail, and we're going to talk about what happens in the jail, mm-hmm. he would have never got noticed by the Pharaoh, yeah, who later put him in charge of all of Egypt, yeah, and he wouldn't. So it's it's kind of mind blowing to think this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when we think that perhaps God has left us out of this whole thing, mm-hmm. it really was part of the plan yeah. because he knew we could get through it, even though it didn't feel good at the time. Yeah. Later on, we can see why it happened. Yeah. But we don't have the whole picture when things are going on. Mm-hmm. So you may be in a situation right now where it's really hard for you and mm-hmm. you don't understand why you're trapped in this thing or this thing is happening to you. You've got you to gotta pull back a minute and say, now, wait a minute. I'm going to serve God and I'm going to listen to what he has to say. I'm going to do my best in the bad situation and give God opportunity to promote me and put me in a different place. Mm-hmm. That, even though that's hard, yeah, that's a better way to look at it than woe is me. I'm, I'm, they accuse me wrong. You know, I, I said this just this last week with one of my clients because she had a hard day and there's a verse in the New Testament that says all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his will. So a friend of ours has said all things work together for good. That doesn't mean that they always feel good Mm -hmm. or they always look good, (coughs) but they will work together for good. And we can see in Joseph's life how he had several instances, some where he was really blessed and really favored, some situations where he was beat down and almost destroyed. Falsely accused. Falsely accused and, and blessed and falsely accused. I'd even forgotten about. And yeah, 
And there are all these things, some good, some bad. Mm -hmm. All of them work together for good. Some of them felt good, some of them didn't, but they all work together for good. And and I think I I was reminded one time you'd worked at a Christian radio station for ten years and the last five I think you were managing it and uh-huh. actually about six or seven. Six or yeah. seven. So um you had worked at this radio station for ten years and then all of a sudden I found myself expecting our third child mm-hmm. and you found out that I lost my job. You were losing your job. They sold and the radio station. Yeah, they sold the radio station so he didn't have a radio station to manage anymore. And and it's like, oh, this is really interesting. How are we going to pay all of our bills and eat and take care of our family on unemployment, which was about half of what you had been making? Mm-hmm. And um, and you hadn't been making an awful lot to, to begin, begin with. with. So it was a real challenge. And yet, looking back, that was a stressful time for us. But looking back, I think, you know, today... It has made me a lot more compassionate oh, to yes. people when they're out of work and or they're going through they're similar going things through that a we similar went through. Similar time, and I remember one time uh, a lady that went to um, story time with her kids. She brought her little kids, and I brought my little kids. Mm-hmm. And her husband had gotten laid off, and we had some extra food at our house. And I decided, yeah, hey, I'll just bring her over a couple bags of groceries. Uh-huh. And she kind of looked at me funny because she goes, why would you do something like that? And I go, well, you know, we've we've been there before where we tried to live on unemployment yep. and it was tight, yep. you know, and I, I had extra. So I just thought I'd and she goes, you know, no one's ever done anything like that. And I probably wouldn't have thought to do that. If we had just always had plenty of money for groceries. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> once you experience something that is difficult, like Joseph had, did, does, or or you go through life and you have situations happen where you don't really have control over it, but you, learn, you have to learn to make the best of it, mm-hmm. next time you run into somebody going through something similar... You are much more compassionate. More compassionate Beca- yeah. And it happens all the time on the internet, too. You know, I mean, I'm on the internet a lot because my business is on there. And, mm-hmm. and um, you'll hear, you know, you'll have some person that will just go off and say some horrible things. And you think to yourself, wow. And then later you find out that they, you know, they're naive or they just don't get it or whatever. Or they just, they've never put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Once you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you tend to be completely different. I I pray with people much differently now. And I tend to not judge them for the outward things as much as for the inward things. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't bug me too bad that maybe they watch movies I wouldn't watch or listen to music I wouldn't listen to. What concerns me more is about how they are as a person, how they're doing with God and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's more important to me. Whereas before, when I hadn't gone through anything, I, I would judge by what they were listening to or what they wore. or you know, It's just easier to do that when you haven't... When when you don't put yourself in somebody else's shoes, yeah, and and that's one good thing that comes out of tough times is it can make you more compassionate. Yeah, I think it's one. It's the best thing that comes out of it. The school because, of hard knocks. Well, yeah, because <laughs> other 
there's a lot of pain involved too. I w- yeah. I don't like those times at all. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially don't like them because my personality is one that wants to be jovial and fun and party all the time. So it's very difficult for me when we go through rough things. I don't like it, and I don't think anybody likes it. But I especially do not like it, mm-hmm. and I can get depressed and I can get upset, and it just affects everything that I do, and I get angry. Um, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but that's me. I imagine that now Joseph is in this prison, and let's mm-hmm. let's read just a little bit more, and then we'll pick up next week. It says um, that uh, he took Joseph and he threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained, so he didn't get out. But the Lord, here we go, here we're going to hear it again, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. <laughs> Interesting now. Mm-hmm. The Lord's with Joseph, even though... He just got falsely accused and thrown into a yucky place. The prisons were not fun then. Prisons are no fun now, but they were even worse they then. They were even worse. No flushing. Disgustingly gross. Probably no flushing toilets. Not a good no, thing. No, you know, hygienic showers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a good situation. Mm-hmm. But yucky it says food. that the Lord was with Joseph and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Here we go again. Mm. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Mm-hmm. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. What does mm-hmm. that sound familiar? Yeah. Didn't that just happen in Potiphar's house? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You grew up a dairy farmer. Well, your dairy, your dad was a dairy farmer, mm-hmm. and your brothers. Yes. And you milked cows. I I did occasionally. Okay. My, my and brothers and dad did most of the milking. Most of us do not milk cows, or have not been around cows that have been milked. Mm-hmm. And when the milk comes out, it doesn't look quite like what we get in the cartons of milk that we drink now. Um, there happens to be. More elements to the milk than just the liquid. Yes. So when a, when a cow gets milked, mm-hmm. the liquid tends to separate. Yeah, if, and the if milk you goes let it the sit milk there for for right. like a half an hour. Yeah. So the milk goes to the bottom because it's mm-hmm. heavier, and something rises to the top. What's that? The cream or the milk fat. Milk fat or the cream, which mm-hmm. we get butter from and cream, mm-hmm. sour Whipped cream. cream. And all that stuff. Whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yummy stuff. Yep. Bad for us, but yummy stuff. Yeah. So Joseph is a lot like cream. Mm-hmm. It may be all mixed up and crazy and awful and horrible, but every time he gets into a rough situation, God has favor upon him and he rises to the top. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's by accident. I don't think it's just because God cared about him. Mm-hmm. I think he cared about God. Mm-hmm. And he honored God even in a rough situation, which is better than I have done. I I think that you've honored God. Um, you know, I think I think that most of us have um, an element of humanness to us. So sometimes we choose to have pity parties for a while. Well, I I want to, but but yeah. I think you know I think that. 
that when it comes around to it, you've honored God, and I've honored yes God. Yes and no. I, I mean, I, I, I think about Joseph, and I wonder, I'd love mm-hmm. to talk to him someday and ask, yeah. how did you do that? Because well, and I, I would have, you know, I mean, I know what, we've, we've just gone through a rough time the last five years. Yeah. I mean, and we went through other stuff before, and we came mm-hmm. out okay, and everything worked out. But the yeah. last five years have been tough, especially the last three. And and I have to wonder sometimes, <laughs> you know, how did Joseph do this? Because, okay, first off, it was years that he went through this stuff. Yes, and, you know, we read, you can read, like, the last 15 books of Genesis, chapters, sorry, <laughs> chapters of Genesis and maybe 20, 30 minutes. But this is, like... This is years. Yeah. Was it? Did they figure out how many years was I it by the time when he got sold to when he was? I think it was twelve years. Between th- I thought it was thirteen. The, somewhere around there. Yeah. Between or fifteen or. Okay, talk about some delayed. A long time. Some delayed reward. A long time of being a slave. And so being I get a, upset a over. I get upset over five years of craziness or three mm-hmm. years of craziness, where Joseph, you know. I, anyway, I just would love. Yeah. I wish. I know the Bible was written, and we can read that, but I sure wish he would have written a book, you know. How about to get, his feelings. From the dungeon, you know, from from here, or from the dungeon and back, or something like that. Yeah. That'd be a great book. Joseph, Joseph should write one. did you have a journal anywhere that we could read? Because I still think that even though he showed himself faithful to God, uh-huh. he was still human. So oh, I he had to have the feelings that we have. That I still believe that he probably shed a few tears, or at least... You know, wondered, questioned God once in a while. Yeah. God, why are you allowing oh, this yeah. to happen? You gave me these dreams that I was going to, you know, be this great person and have this authority that that even my brothers and my father would bow down to yeah. me and, you know, and show me honor. And yet here he is, a, a slave and then a prisoner. Yeah. And yet the the Bible also says that... Your gifts will make room for you. And the things that God has given you, talents and abilities, obviously God gave Joseph great talents and abilities and And leadership and and management. Leadership and management. Sure. And as he was faithful in little things, Mm -hmm. God made him ruler over God made him ruler over more and more. And wherever he went... He he had administrative abilities. Now, well, not all of us have no. those same gifts. But it, it, we that, all have gifts, though. But we all have gifts. There yeah. are things inside of us that we are good at mm-hmm. or that we have a, a, a bent to, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so we covered this week talking about when somebody unjustly accuses you. What do you do? In Joseph's case, he, he took it and he didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping that the well, truth would come out eventually. And as a prisoner or as a slave, he really didn't have any rights in that society. No, he, he wasn't even an Egyptian. Yeah, he was a foreigner who was a slave and yeah. a prisoner. Yeah, so he had no really means of defending himself. But you know, here we here we we can establish out of this story that first off, God loved him. Yes, and he loves us. Mm-hmm. And we might be going through a rough time. I mean, you might be listening to the podcast right now and going through a really rough time. God hasn't stopped loving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the situation sucks and it's not fun, but God hasn't stopped loving you. And if if we would all take a moment and acknowledge him, mm-hmm. perhaps things would go a little smoother for us, even in the rough situation. Well, and there's another thing to look at, too. Perhaps things are going really well for you right now. Mm-hmm. And... You're thinking, boy, things are going great. 
I think it's always good to remember that it's one day at a time. Yeah. You never and, know what's going to happen you know, tomorrow. We've, we recently had some friends oh, lose a son in a, who is a teacher in Iraq. We've had back in the East Coast, there's all these tornadoes and people I think are it's Midwest, losing it? everything. Midwest, almost to the East Coast. Yeah, Alabama, sure. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Illinois is the Midwest, yeah. But anyway, there have been these tornadoes. You just don't know what tomorrow holds. 24 hours can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. It really can. And so, you know, things could be going really great. And I don't want to sound like a bummer, but you don't know what tomorrow will hold. And I think if we keep our faith in God... That doesn't change. And yeah. and well, knowing, God doesn't change. We sometimes do, Knowing but he that he will be with us in the good times and the, and bad, the bad times... Yeah. And we're not immune to bad times. Right. I, I know that for a while we went to a church a long time ago that was kind of in la-la land a bunch, and they kind of taught that only good things happened. And, right. And if something, so something bad, bad happened, happened, it was the devil. Or, right, right. And, you know, maybe sometimes it is the devil. I don't yeah. know. But, but I know that sometimes life just happens. Sometimes there's bad weather, and the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the the unjust. And, you know, sometimes bad things happen. But if you are grounded and your life is built on Christ and on his love and a relationship with God, you have someone to talk to if things are (coughs) bad or things are good. Well, and I think that's really the key to the story right now as far as when you're unjustly accused, God is with you. Don't, you know, I have a tendency to care too much about what people think about me. I did. Mm-hmm. Not as much anymore because, yeah, after all the stuff we've been through, you know, it's not the same. But but I, I do, sometimes we care too much about what others think of us and not enough about what God thinks of us. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't think the same things people do. Yeah. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are way better than ours. And... You know, sometimes I think it's more important if we think about what God wants for our lives mm-hmm. or how we can please him. And one of the things that Joseph did was acknowledge God, and God took care of him in the midst of the rough stuff. So that that's yeah. kind of the conclusion I'm going to come to. Yeah. Uh, next week, because mm-hmm. we're going to get to our question now on Facebook. Okay. Next week, what um, we're going to talk about is really an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to get right down into the nuts and bolts of what happened when he was in the prison. And when we're going through rough stuff, sometimes, okay, here's how it works. Sometimes we think, well, we're not, we're not really useful to anybody. Or, you know, I don't really help anybody. I'm not making a difference. Or um, I'm not really good at that or blah, 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 blah. Especially when we're going through rough stuff. Maybe we're in debt up to our eyebrows. Maybe there's family problems. Maybe there's work situations that are bad. Whatever the case. We have a tendency to get down on ourselves and kind of close up and not use our gifts and talents to, to help others. In this case, we're going to look at Joseph's life and how he, in the midst of being oppressed, God used his gifts and abilities to bless others, and eventually it opened doors for him to get out of the prison. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that next week. It'll be really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. That was a fun discussion. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about when we asked folks on Facebook. I asked them this. Have you ever been accused falsely. or falsely in public? And if so, what did you do? How'd you handle it? How'd you handle it? 
Um, and one of our friends said, oh, my, <laughs> this, <laughs> this question is right up my alley. This happened to me last year. I was furious, but I decided to take the high road and leave it in God's hands which is often very hard for me, like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just kept believing that I would be vindicated. The morning of the true test, I prayed, God, now um, now is your chance to show them the truth. He did it. I was vindicated even more publicly than I had been accused. There um, were many very difficult months in between, but in the end, everyone knew the truth. Wow. So that was a good end there. I've got one here that says, I've been cross-examined in court when I was a police officer. Does that count? If so, I answered truthfully. <laughs> okay. that, that happens all the time, I would imagine, in yeah. law enforcement. Yeah, it can get tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um Hannah says, yes, it was very hard, but I kept a tight rein on my mouth and let it go. And a few months later, I got a chance to return good for evil. It was great. (coughs) That's cool. Um, Our friend Trofa said, I remained silent and then talked to the accuser privately later. That is something uh, forgiven by me, Uh, but it isn't something one ever forgets. I was fortunate. No one believed the accuser. I don't think anyway. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you get opportunities to go and clear things up. Most of the time you don't. Yeah. Because if lies are being said about you, most of the time it, there's a motive behind it and people do not want it. Most people I've noticed don't, don't want to admit when they're wrong. Yeah. Or if they've lied, they don't definitely don't want to admit that. Yeah. Th- this one was a hard one. Our friend said... That he was arrested and charged with hitting a child his wife babysat. Oh, no. The bruises that were on the child could neither be proven or disproven to have come from him. He tried very hard not to be angry and hurt. Um, In the end, he pled no contest and took six months probation for a crime he didn't commit. Wow. And he's tried to put it behind himself. Wow. It's like, ouch. So we have, there, people definitely have experienced this type of thing. Yeah. Something he didn't do, and now it's on his record that he had probation for that. We have a real interesting one here. Um, our friend Greg said that uh, he was once accused of trying to start a race riot in his high school. Hmm. When a teacher lost his temper and grabbed me with what certainly seemed like an attempt to punch me out, he was of a different race, but that had nothing to do with it. I was making a loud noise in the hall before school, and he wanted it to stop. My mom informed me that the school that I was uh, uh, that I was attacked, and not the other way around. Plus, the race difference never occurred to me or any of the witnesses. Mm-hmm. It was more a teacher-student shock than anything else. Mm-hmm. I reacted by demanding an apology. It stopped there. Set the record straight and get things settled. That's that. No further consequences for anyone. I don't like revenge or apathy. Hmm. Now, that's the other thing that we didn't really talk about is is how Joseph did not seek revenge. Mm-hmm. and w- But we will see that he's tempted to Yeah. later on. Another good point Greg pointed out was he doesn't like revenge or apathy. apathy uh, and I doing think, nothing. And I think that, that I've confessed that 
you know, my my response when someone does something hurtful is I just want to like crawl in bed and put the covers over my head and cry. Yeah. Well, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know, it's better to, you know, go on with life, forgive and go on and do what God's called you to do, not just have a pity party. Yeah. You know, so apathy is not good either. We, you know, can be assertive as far as doing the right thing and keep going. And so yeah. that was a good comment. Um, Donald says many times in ministry, he's experienced this. Just have to weather the onslaught of the battle and continue to stand for Jesus. Wow. Ouch. Wow, we know that. And yeah. unfortunately, in church circles, it actually is bred more because people will uh, sweep it under the rug quicker because they don't... I mean, we have some people in our lives that don't ever want to say that anything's wrong. Yeah. Because for some reason, they don't want to. They, they want to be all positive and upbeat, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But life isn't always positive and upbeat. Yeah, and God is with us in the rough times and in the in the good times. Sometimes and so, there's cancers that you need to take out of your life. Yeah, you know, and yeah. there's things that we need to deal with. Why don't you read one more comment and then and then we'll play a song. Okay, boy, there's pick one out of that. Oh, she's it's gonna hard. go. We have so it's many. Hard. You can go to our Facebook page. It's it's uh, facebook.com/slash/rick.moyer. I finally gave in and did the timeline. I was kind of forced to. But um, here I am okay. in the timeline now on Facebook. Oh, Marcy, I don't know where to... There's so many more. Um, let's try this one. Okay. It says, Oli says, I worked at a store for two months, and one day the manager comes up to me and yells at me in front of everyone. Ooh. Everyone around me just looked away. I asked the manager to stop, and she was, she was clearly out of line. She obviously wanted to add um, hard of hearing to her management skills. I repeatedly told her to stop as politely as I could, but she wouldn't listen. Mm. Kept insisting that I get out of the store, and I did. I never went back. Yeah. Ouch. That's embarrassing when people... And that's Ollie, by the way. Yeah. I, didn't I say Ollie? You said Ollie. Ollie? Ollie? Finn and Ollie? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I am Scandinavian. Yeah. Finn yeah, you betcha. Um. That's hard when people dress you down in front of everybody. Oh, well, you know that, when, that's embarrassing. Well, when that happens, usually there's more going on because yeah. anybody that does that correctly mm-hmm. will take you into a closed room with witnesses. Yeah. And talk to you, not scream. You know, at you. maybe with an assistant manager and ask and you say, questions. You don't just go accuse somebody without asking mm-hmm. questions. You know, and, and finding out what's going on. But yeah. I want to read so one more, even I though have, we have some really good ones. I have a lot more, but go ahead. Um, our friend Anthony who listens, says, yes, in my teen, in my teens working on a Saturday at a camping store, a fellow worker was caught stealing and told the manager that it was me who had shown him how to do it without it being noticed. When I returned to work, I was confronted by the manager. I told the manager that I really didn't know what my ex-coworker was talking about, but it felt horrible knowing that somebody who once trusted you had questioned that trust and probably still didn't trust you the same as they once did. And to rub salt in the injury, the thief lived locally to me and his parents had called me up and accused me of threatening him and that he was just too afraid to leave the house for fear of bumping into me. I informed them that I had no such thing, I had done no such thing and that whilst I wouldn't be greeting him with open arms, I wouldn't be beating him up either. Yeah. Now that's an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. Because what it shows 
is when people lie, it does catch up with them eventually. Yeah. And then they it tend might not. to lie more and more and more to cover well, up the other lies. And that's why I've always said, tell the truth and you don't have to remember what you said. Yeah. You know, um, liars always have to keep juggling. Yeah. Um, we've known some really good ones. Mm-hmm. And some people that completely convince themselves of things that aren't true. Yeah. And those are that's a whole other discussion. Yes. But very interesting. Thank you, everybody, that put a comment on our page. Yes. We good, really appreciate that when you do stuff. that. Yeah. And, and we didn't go through them all, but Some you good can ones. check out Rick's Facebook page. And well, what would you say the general consensus was? They, I mean, everybody has a different story. Mm-hmm. But I, I did notice that a lot of them were filled with faith of, mm-hmm. you know, I just had to forgive and move on. Doesn't mean you have to completely trust those people again. But, but I forgave and moved on. And um, other people, you know, had... I, we didn't hear a whole bunch of people that wanted to get revenge or anything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What? It, generally, that was... I know this This is the same topic, but it's not on this Facebook thing. Uh-huh. But there's a show that you and Andrew like to watch, and I don't like it as much because it's a little intense, and I don't like intense. Which one's that? But you guys watched it with... Was it Kitchen Nightmares or Restaurant Nightmares or... Oh, or Chef Ramsay? Chef Ramsay. Kitchen Nightmares. Okay. He, he has a potty mouth. And I, I just, you know, he, he has a potty mouth. But he is a caring person. Potty rock is in the house tonight. Not, not party. Oh, potty. Like, potty. Like, like beep, beep, yeah, beep, 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 They have beep. to beep. What the word. beep? Okay. Beep. But, but beep. he... I'm giving him the hairy eyeball now because he's annoying me. Um, But he has a caring heart and... And wants people to succeed and do well in their businesses. And so we were watching one today at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And Bob's Burgers. And we're thinking, Something there like is no way he can save this restaurant. The family that no were running way. it no were way. really a mess. And the father had stolen like a quarter million dollars from the son mm-hmm. without, you know, and and just awful stuff. And then... It gets to this point where I thought, wow, this could preach. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> said to to the young man, he said, you know, I lost my dad when he was only 50, 53, yeah. 53 or 54 years old. And there was nothing I can do to make things right with him at that point. He says, but you have a dad alive. Wow. And you might, you know, things might not always be perfect with him but you really need to forgive him and move on. Wow. And I thought, boy, you know, potty mouth or not, he could <laughs> preach that in any church and it's shit. It's a potty I mouth mean, preacher. But, you know, he that was a good message. You know, things might not always be right and might not always be the same after someone's broken your trust, but it's good to learn to forgive, to let it go, and to move on. Because it's just holding us back when we don't forgive. Wow, it's not easy all the time. This is why you're my wife good. because you have a much you're much nicer than I am. I well, you know, I struggle with Go- it. Gordon Ramsay, who I don't know that he professes to have a faith in God or not. I don't know, but don't you know, so. I don't that know. that is truth though. He spoke the truth. Yeah, you know, if if you, especially a family member. If you don't make things right with them and you hold things against them and they pass on, you can't make it right later. Yeah. You know, so it's good to, to, you used to say to Mary, 
married couples or engaged couples when you're counseling them for marriage. Engage. That Make it so. That you would say to them, just remember that you need to forgive each other for all the little things. And remember that all of them are little things. <laughs> I'm no, not, what so, I said okay. was, don't sweat the small stuff. And everything's them. pretty much small stuff. Most things are small stuff. Yeah. There are some things that are harder to get over and they're bigger. You know, betrayal yeah. or, you know, different things. Sure. Some of those are harder. But most things are small stuff. Yeah. And sometimes we let things, you know... Quarter million of dollars. That's not that small of stuff. But yeah, yeah. but yet at the same time, in in the whole scheme of things, it's better to have your relationship with your family yeah. than to, you know, just keep keep being angry at, at yeah. each other and at each other's throats. So anyway. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I as much as I don't like that show, good job, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought I'd hear you say that. I'm always saying he shouldn't talk to people. I think what like I'm going to do now. Mean. I'm ordering the uncensored DVDs. No, 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 you're not. Beep, 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 beep. It's almost like Morse code. <laughs> All right, let's pray for folks that uh, would like that. Uh, if you're listening today and you related at all with what we talked about, maybe being accused falsely or holding resentment as a result of that, we want to pray for you right now. So we're going to do that. Father, I I lift up every person listening to the podcast right now, and I thank you for their lives. And I thank you, God, that you have given us the Bible to read and to understand in a way that would help us practically. God, help us as human beings to forgive those that have hurt us, And also, help us, God, to weather through the storm of being falsely accused. God, you know what's going on, and you know how to handle it, and we just have to trust you. So we give those things over to you right now and say, Lord, work on it, and help our attitude that we might be able to see you loving us through this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. All right, everybody, I'm going to play a song as we go out. Excuse me, but uh, we just wanted to let you know that we appreciate you for listening. Uh, let us know if you like the series. We've got a few bits of feedback. People are enjoying the Sunday Cool series, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let us know by writing to us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. Or you can visit our website at takehimwithyou.com. Or our Facebook pages. Which is uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. You're so good at that. You you. also can check out the cool resume site that I worked on by going to moyermultimedia.com forward slash Rick Moyer resume. Check it out. It's kind of cool. Anything else you want to say? Should I say... No. That hurts my ears. Should I say this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Beep. I have my earphones pushed up so you don't hurt my ears so bad. Ow. Leave you with skillet. Skillet like the kind you fry eggs in? Yep, and it's called Monster right here on the Taken With You podcast. See you next week. It's going to be fun. Don't forget to come back now.
Okay. You're yawning. How can you yawn? Beep, beep, beep. Oh. <laughs> Sharon, give me my burrito. My beep burrito. Uh, hmm. I better get the song over here. Yeah. I'm trying. I think you should. Here it comes. Right now. The secret side of me I never let you see I keep it caged but I can't control it So stay away from me The beast is ugly I feel the rage and I just can't hold it It's scratching on the walls In the closet in the halls It comes away again I can't control it Hiding under the bed In my body and my head Why won't somebody come and save me from this Make it in impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash out of range. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening.
Attention, attention! Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts Kenny, Simon, and Al discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views, the latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life as it has been is over. Oh my. Oh my indeed, George. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views via Podbean or iTunes. Check it out. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. Or at FastForwardTAR.com. And we'll see you... At the Fast Forward.